Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a very special midday edition of the Wrestling Index podcast right here on the Floor Slapper Sports YouTube channel. And if you're watching, you can see I'm not alone. Special guest in the house. Plan to be doing this weekly. I am fucking pumped. I got big dick Brett from the Brain Buster <laughs> Boys in the house with me. What's good, yay. son? Yay, yay. Oh, man. Happy to be here and finally doing this. I mean, had you on our show. Uh, shit, it's been months at this point. And uh, I think you and I were destined to do this uh, since the first time we met on, I guess it was one of the league streams. So, uh, yeah, let's fucking rock and roll. And, yeah, I'd say once a week at minimum, hopefully. Yeah, yeah at, at minimum, for sure. I got a couple of things I want to I want to talk about before we go. Um, Floor Sniper Sports, if you're not familiar, check it out, floorslipersports.com. We got sports, wrestling content. We got, we're doing all-time drafts and lists and rankings and a whole bunch of other shit. And we're going to get into that in a second with my man Brett here on his wrestling rankings. Um, in, in addition to that, right here, we are going to make a big effort to get on YouTube and to get live talking to you people a lot. So I'm going to be on here like with Brett, like Brett just said, hopefully more than once a week. Um, talking quick things, AEW, WWE News, New Japan. Also, my boy Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Plan to be doing the same thing with him, wrestling and sports. We're going to integrate them both. That's why we're Floor Slaver Sports. That's why we're not just the wrestling index. We're going to do both. And the beautiful thing is we're all going to fuck together. Too. I was going to say, maybe we Nick, can have a threesome. Yeah. I, I'll be out. I tried to get Nick on. Nick is going on a, a road trip to um, West Virginia tomorrow. If it was, He has a meeting in 15 minutes. Otherwise, all I, three of us would be fucking yeah, right he's now. Yeah, he's got um, a day job, so... Yeah. So, yeah. So, but so like, we'll be doing our thing together. I'm going to be doing a, a show with my boy, Mikey streets every Tuesday night, eight 30, nine o'clock. The draft killer, the draft killer. That's why he's not drafting. <laughs> he's just there with us, but we're going to do football. He's a fantasy football guru. No one's a guru by quotations. Uh, we'll be talking fantasy and NFL and my guy, Mike dog and I, he's going to do a lot of drafts. We do a lot of head to head drafts. I'd like to, you know, get him and I, on with here with maybe with you all of us banging fucking doing our thing a lot you of know i love a nice draft mm. baby and, and brett and lists so yeah, let's go <laughs> yeah. that's what i want to talk to you about so on floor slapper sports you were going to see soon brett's wrestling rankings list he has ranked over 323 matches already in 2022 what the fuck bro 323 matches 332 now baby jesus christ talk and to me about this list yeah, so that's just four star matches and above. And then I've got probably another shit 100 plus that are honorable mentions. Yeah, it's pretty sickening, but uh, it's awesome. So, you know, obviously my scale, so to speak, is based off Meltzer's just because, you know, that's what I started following a few years ago. Like, really, once I started getting into New Japan is kind of when I got more into this shit. But I wasn't doing my own ratings until you know, kind of started doing them a little bit in like 2019, but nothing really. And it's all been with my boy Azar, uh, who was before I started podcasting, literally my only friend, like on my level of wrestling. So I had one person I could talk to. Now I've got like 50 and it's fucking awesome. Um, so he and I, during the pandemic, like he lived in Atlanta, he's up in Connecticut. Now we would fire up a zoom and put on a match, like synchronize, press play at the same time. 
and watch matches together like throughout COVID. And it was awesome, you know, kept us bonded, made us even closer. We still do it now because he lives out of town. Um, but during that time, we got into 90s All Japan. We got into old Ring of Honor, old TNA, old Noah, like all this shit that we'd heard about but not really yeah. seen. So now I feel like I'm a very well-rounded wrestling fan. And yeah, we started a spreadsheet in 2021 and just kind of, yeah, fuck it. Why not? It's uh, something to do. And we started just rating our four plus star matches. And yeah, last year I had 283 total. And this year I have 332 and it's what, August 19th. <laughs> so yeah, man. I think that's a combo of I'm watching a lot more wrestling, you know, stardom, Noah, ton of impact tokyo joshi pro barely any wwe for now that's probably about the change and i think wrestling is just fucking awesome you know like it's so good right now um and yeah like stardom you know i don't shut up about it like that's some of the best shit in the world right now that <clears throat> i hope more people watch because like you know there's all this down talk about women's wrestling often and especially in aew and i know we're going to get into that and um, but it's alive and well over in Japan. And, uh, yeah, so that's just kind of the quick story. It be, it's become an obsession, of course. You know, it's like every match, you know, and it's not like I'm doing anything different. Just watch the match and, oh, okay, that was four. Oh, that was four and a half. Oh, fuck. You know, sometimes I think about it. Oh, other times it's like, all right, done. <laughs> sometimes I'll have to rewatch a match. Um, like I had a match at five stars earlier this year that I haven't rewatched that might not be. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. just been so much fun and uh, an obsession. And Azar's kind of tailed off because he moved, got a new job. So he's been like backed up a little bit. So my boy JCB from Band from Ringside, who was with us in Chicago, I don't think you met him because we hung with them like at the Warrior show and then we okay. sat with him. But like he watches everything i watch and then some so he oh, and i shit. have been okay <laughs> he's a maniac and he big, watches... uh, big 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 shout out to chad and oh uh, yeah and visionaries global media network you can also you will be able to find the audio copy yes. of this podcast on here i mean probably this evening so big shout out to chad and everything he's doing over there all of our brethren yep chad jcb's band from ringside but high five anyways, high five tom um, but yeah, he's kind of filled my Azar void, <laughs> so to speak, like hitting him up. Hey, did you see G1? Did you see stardom? Cause like everyone's having their fucking tournaments right now, which is insane. G1 just finished. Noah's N1 is going on. Stardom five-star Grand P. Pre <laughs> Grand P. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a tournament. <laughs> yeah. The PP. Uh, Tokyo Joshi <laughs> Pro just finished their tournament. So Anyway, it's an exciting time, and I told you, like, I haven't even really had the time to watch Triple H's WWE, and I want to, and I know I'm going to like it, and hell, it might, be, they, it might even be better than AEW, who knows, time will tell. But the, la yeah. the, the last couple of weeks, man, it, it has, and, and again, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Triple H's N or NXT, Triple H's WWE and the vision that he's had so far has been fantastic. Um, we'll talk about that a little later. You just said it, tournaments are galore. I'm not as well-versed as everything else over in Japan as you are. I, I watch New Japan. That's about as far as I go. The G1 was fucking awesome. It kind of, for me, and I, I want to know your opinion on this, um, 
four four blocks. It just the tournament just ended. If you're not familiar with the G1 climax, usually there's just two blocks. The winners of each block will go head to head, get you the winner. This year they had four blocks of seven, so you had a semifinals and then a finals. Um, you got more talent into it that way. It ended up um, with Okada defeating Will Ospreay in a fucking match that I just was gasping. I fucking like it was a six star match. I was going crazy. I was fucking freaking out. So I want to ask you like a multi question here with the G1, please. One would, what are your thoughts on the four blocks and would you keep it four blocks or go back to two blocks? And then who were your heroes in the, in the, in this tournament? Yeah. Uh, So four blocks, I liked to get more people involved but I did not like how it played out. I think the schedule is kind of what was fucking everything up. Cause like a guy like great Khan didn't even, and I think Tom Lawler didn't even start their tournaments till like day six or something like that. And some guys had already wrestled twice. And like, there was just no yeah. semblance of like what was going on because it was so jumbled up. Like, I don't know. In D block, it's like you'll see one guy one day and then not again for like two weeks. Just, you know, I'm just as an example. So it was like I never really could get what was going on or what like the running standings were, how close some, you know, I could, but it wasn't as easy as just 10 and 10 and here's the points and boom. Um, So I didn't love the schedule. And um, I think I think they're going to go to 32 next year because. You got Moxley, you got Danielson. There's other, you know, guys like Clark Connors, Yuya Yemra, Shooter Umino, Shoda, Shooter, whatever. Um, You know, and maybe like Yujiro and a couple others that were in there now shouldn't be. I So that's kind of my thought, no basis of that. Uh, But I feel like four blocks of eight would be a lot better. And you could probably schedule it out differently and better, I would think. Uh, Azar, like, try, he's insane. He's the one who made the spreadsheet. And he's, like, crunching. Crazy people. Before, before it started, he was, like, crunching numbers, like, how to make a 28-man work. So he, like, had it. And he's, like, yeah, with 32, the schedule would be a lot better. So I'm definitely – again, I like that it's expanded because there's people that need to be in it. You know, it's like a David Finley, a Hanare – those guys earned their spots as first timers. It's like you even can't like throw them. Yoshihashi had a great tournament, oh, dude, and I I loved three what, great tournaments in a row. Yeah, man, I love what he's been doing, and I love personally. I was a big Bronson Reed fan, so seeing Jonah perform oh. the way he performed in the tournament, and then even like his mic work after, and 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 I wasn't really that acclimated with Filthy Tom, and we talked about our boy Nick earlier. Nick's like Nick loves Filthy Tom, so he's his favorite wrestler. I love. Filthy Tom. I get it, it dude. Awesome. I totally get it, man. So, like, I, I, I get why they, they did it and added to the pool. But the schedule the schedule killed me. And then I was really excited in the beginning and the end. But there was definitely a taper off in the middle for me. I agree. And I'm usually, like, I've said this a lot. 2018 G1 was maybe as good or better than, like, any sporting event I've ever watched. Because I was just so into it at that point. Locked in. You know, you're on every match it's like oh god what's gonna happen next kenny abushi was one of the block finals i cried after that like it was just so fucking good there were probably five five star matches in that tournament alone i'd have to go back and look but it was bonkers what was the what was the finals of that one 
that was Tanahashi Ibushi, which was one that I mentioned, which I've got like six or seven all time. Just oh, so Ibushi match. Ibushi beat Omega to get to the finals. Correct. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. And especially the B block that year was just insane. A block was mostly it was a Tana Okada, which they had a five star draw in the block final. Tanahashi only lost one match. He was awesome. Uh, Jay White in his first G1 beat both of those guys. So like that kind of, and he cheated, but that's what he does. Um, so that kind of started his upward trajectory. Um, and then that's when he ended up beating Okada clean in the Tokyo, which we yeah. talked about off air, like still one of the most shocking things in the last five years of wrestling. But uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're, no, we're flowing. No, exactly. know, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was that. So, I mean, was there anyone who like really stood out to you? Like Hinari beating Tanahashi that first night. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I said, Jonah, who was, who was the MVP of the tournament to you? MVP is Will Ospreay, no doubt, but that's not a surprise. Um, I mentioned him earlier, but David Finley, the fact that they put him over Shingo and Ospreay, I mean, that's unbelievable, no matter who you are. And, he performed admirably, and he's a guy that's always been kind of on the outside looking in in New Japan because, again, the roster's so stacked. Prior to this year, there's only 20 G1 spots. He just couldn't get one, but, like, he had a match with Oswald. Well, no, first he beat Jay White in the New Japan Cup last year, and they came up as Young Lions together, and I think Jay had beaten him, like, every time or something. So, like, that was a huge moment for him, and then he had an awesome match with Osprey. In like the it was might have been the semifinals, I, I, quarterfinals or semifinals. Finley went on a run, and it's like, wow, this guy's really good. And he tagged with Juice, you know, which was cool. But it's like he never really got that moment, and this was that moment. And not only those matches, like he had a bunch of other ones that I've got. That, 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 spreadsheet here but yo that that juice match in particular oh that, yeah yes yeah that, that was that, one that, of my favorite bang, dude yeah like just because juice's intensity i loved juice in this tournament too even though he only won like two matches two matches yeah i think it was i'm two, gonna two and four i'm right? gonna peak yeah. here but just the first time it's like rock hard juice <laughs> like when he would take the mic from the ring announcers the first couple of matches like yeah, that Finley Juice yeah. match was awesome. Finley El Fantasmo. So like in ELP had a great tournament. Guy's in a fucking ring. God damn, dude. He's a fantastic future, future baby face, no yeah. doubt. Like I Yo, think that's already guys, kind of starting. Those guys in general, like they look so good together. Jay White, ELP, Juice, yep. and like Chase Owens. They I all love like this just new have, Bullet Club. Yeah. yeah, they all have like that same like look. They, I, I don't know. It's nasty, dude. Um, yeah, but I, I loved, I fucking loved the tournament. I thought it was awesome. Let's talk about the semifinals and the finals. I went back and I did watch the, I watched the Naito and Osprey match okay. today. Um, you know, I didn't watch it at first and I, I was so excited for it. And then it got spoiled for me. And, you know, it happens with technology. I stayed yeah. on Twitter and you get a text message. And but it sucks. Yeah. It, it sucks. sucks because, you know, <laughs> they hadn't run, they've never wrestled in the five year stint. Um, the Ospreys yes. went over there. So I was really, really looking forward to that match. And they were telling the story that Naito was going to win the G1 and go into Wrestle Kingdom. So I thought naturally it was going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm all in on that story. And then he can go beat Jay White, have his last run. Because to my recollection, you know, the story that they were telling, he kind of got dicked down after he won both the well, belts. Kenta and came out and fucking 
took him out is what happened. So he didn't really get to celebrate the the roll call as they call it. So like all the LIJ members come out and it's like, Bushi, Hiromu, Takag. It's just like a big thing with the fans. And then they all, Nosotros, Los Ingobernables, they are. Watch the 2017 G1 final when he beats Kenny. That's the best one I can remember. So like that's. You know, he got his moment winning both the belts and beating Okada. And that was the six-year journey. And I cried after that. <laughs> Those are like two of maybe like four that I have. Um, so these are matches that I need to go back and, and watch uh, or rewatch. Because I'm fairly certain I watched them live, but I just don't, you know, recollect. So, so with that, it was just the story. And I mean, like Wrestle Kingdom 12, coming off that G- G1 win in 2017, he was as hot as as liquid hot magma could be. Um, and the crowd was insane. Everyone assumed Naito was going to beat Okada at the Dome, and it didn't happen. It's like, whoa, what the fuck are they doing with Naito? And then two years later, it didn't. It meant that much more. because, And that's what I was saying with Osprey. It's going to be the same thing. Like, he hasn't beaten Okada clean. 0-2 at Wrestle Kingdom. Just lost... Um, the G1 final, even though the crowd was, you know, totally on his side, despite being a heel, you know, he played the underdog admirably. Um, the fans wanted him to win, uh, no doubt about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his time will come and it will certainly mean that much more when it does. And, um, yeah, I could keep talking, but, uh, I kind of want you to hear some of this stuff or react to some of this stuff. But, hey, for the people out there watching live, uh, what did you think of the G1? Why don't you let us know in the comments? <laughs> well, uh, Tim is playing father right now. So, oh, there he is. Hey. Hey, usually usually we get like a two-hour nap. Today he chose to go down for 20 minutes, but hey, I don't care. Well, he's live. He'll join us. We're all good. Now. All right. All right, baby. Um, but but yeah, so the so the semifinals, you gave you told me that match was like four and a half stars. I, I, I went, to go back and watch it. Or how much what what did you give? Um, I went four seven five. So I'm okay. a generous I'm a generous guy. There's no doubt about that. But I've kind of got in my head just how you know how it works. But man, it was fresh. It was so cool just to see, like when at one point Naito was just like laughing at him. He's like, you laughing at me? Like it was just so (laughs) cool. The finish, like I said, was amazing. Like he, what did he hit the, or he hit the Destino and then he kicked out and then he went for it again. Will flipped out and finally got him in the face with the hidden blade. Like, Mm. holy shit. And then he kicked out and then he hit his only Stormbreaker of the tournament. Because like the hidden blade is now a finisher, which I'm on board with. For sure. Oh, he delivered. It's so nasty the way he I delivers know. it too, dude. It's fucking vicious. Man. I think the first one he did to the face of someone was ELP, actually. Um, back when they were like feuding, um, like maybe right after they were juniors. But yeah, I remember that first one he hit to the face was awesome. But yeah, I love the match. The pace was awesome. And again, like those two had instant chemistry. They're very opposite characters, but also they've got some similarities and yeah, I just thought it clicked and I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I love that really tranquilo moment for sure. In the middle of the room, you know, the showmanship between the two of them, it was a lot of fun, but I'm here for the main event, bro. I'm here for the finals. 
as badly as I wanted Naito in the finals, just due to the story that they were telling on commentary, they really sold me on wanting Naito to get there. I was totally down with another Okada um Will Ospreay match. Oh, and yeah. that and that match delivered six stars. I'd be screaming right now if I didn't have my uh, three month <laughs> in my hands. All right, so I'll be a little tamed version of TK right now. Um, but that match was six stars. I was gasping. I was holding my breath. I really wanted Will Ospreay to win. I want to see United Empire feud with Bullet Club. I think that is perfect. I think. Osprey and Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom would have been a fantastic way to go. However, the match itself, unbelievable. I love Okada. So him Stun. getting the win, getting the back-to-back um, recollection and recognition that he deserves is awesome. Four-time winner now. Huge. Now we get to go see him and Jay White, uh, you know, most likely um, at Wrestle Kingdom. And then that also leaves Will Ospreay to either wrestle in my opinion, Kenny Omega, or in your opinion, I'll let you say that when you give your little shindig and uh, or your little spiel, I should say, and, or my uh, little shing, my little shing dig. Oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> Talk to me about this match, man. Would you would you rank it? Meltzer gave it five and three quarters. Yeah. What, what was it at your rankings? Well, first off, we glossed over Okada Tamatonga, which is fine. Uh, props to Tamatonga, heck of a tournament. Lo- props to Dan Bakley for making that pick before the tournament of him to win the block. That was I. So I had three of the four semifinalists. I missed uh, Tama. I had Sonata. I just kind of thought someone else was going to win Me that too. block. And you know, he's a finalist. You know, he's always kind of like in the upper mid card. So anyway, happy for Tama. Match was good. Four and a quarter stars. Yeah. Main event. Holy shit. So Sorry, I don't really I don't really go above five. You know, I just say if it's above, I, we call that a scale breaker. So when Meltzer first, you know, gave Okada Omega six stars, like I'm sure I'm not the only one that used that term, but that's what we started saying. So like I'll denote if a match is a scale breaker, but I'm not going to say six stars or six and a quarter because it's just kind of nonsense at that point. But yeah, if we're talking Meltzer's ratings, I thought he was going to give it six. And I, yeah, it was fucking insane. Match of the year for me, like I said, it might be a top 25 or all time. I'd have to, I, w- I was making a list of all time matches, you know, during the pandemic. Haven't touched it in a while, but God, it was just incredible. I rewatched it last night as well. I wanted to do it. I told you I wanted to watch it again this morning to take notes because it's like every spot, especially in the second half, was just like bonkers. And I don't have anything written down. I'm (laughs) sure we can remember some of it, but styles, the styles clash, dude. The uh, the V trigger, one winged angel. Dude, there was so, so he did much. the high fly flow before that. Yeah, I mean, yep, God, yep. just watch Will Ospreay do a frog splash. Good yep. lord. Yeah, he went. He went Tanahashi. AJ Kenny yep. didn't get any of it, and then wasn't Okada yelling at him like, "Don't use that man! Like, don't use that man's moves against me ever yeah. again! Like, you keep that man away from me! Like, say, yo, that <sighs> I feel like that was the." Uh, that was the message that he was that he was sending. Yeah, and of course, Osprey and Kenny have beef, so like that just kind of adds to it. Like, oh, you're doing my moves, you know? Kenny could say so. Right. Um, in the finish, man, like uh, you know, he kicks out of the rainmaker, which you know doesn't happen much anymore. It used to like Kenny kicked out of it like three times at Wrestle Kingdom. 
Um, but now it's very when he hits the full on twisting rainmaker, it's rarely kicked out of. I think Osprey was the last one to do it at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so he does that. I remember Chris Charlton lost his mind. Osprey kicked out of the rainmaker, and I just remember the very end. Um, Okada countered something into that twisting Cobra Flosion, which he's been doing now, new move. And, and Osprey countered it earlier, but then he caught him. And just like the speed and torque and everything that he hit that move with and then got him up immediately and hit him with the Rainmaker. It was, like you said, breathless. It's like one of those, like, it's hard to even put into words, but New Japan, like when those matches get so crazy down the stretch and it's just ping-ponging like counters and it's so fast and you, you don't know what's going to happen. It's just like, oh my God. And you're like, literally you're like, and it's like, I need a cigarette after that match. I need a cigarette. <laughs> that was a Juice Robinson. <laughs> when he did commentary like a couple nights in the 2019 Best of the Super Juniors, he was fucking great. And it was after Osprey Bandito match, which was wild. And they come back, he's like, God, I need a cigarette after that match. <laughs> it's just hilarious. But yeah, man, I mean, their chemistry. We got Omega Okada, Okada, Osprey, and Osprey Shingo. Those are the three best matchups, maybe ever in wrestling. It's in terms of like chemistry and what they can do together in the ring. Speed, selling, velocity. I don't know. It's Those guys are fucking crazy. All of them. Well, I'll give you those guys all are incredible together. I still am an OG, and I'm going to stick with HBK and The Undertaker and, and HBK and Bret Hart. But Yeah, those are yeah. certainly right there. You know, and if we're talking non-Japanese. Right, right. Of course, of course. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Circle of the Bay. I have what a great up? show last night. Great show last night. Thanks for tuning in. What up? But, Brett, any final thoughts on the G1 before we move on to CM Punk AEW drama? What's going on over there? Yeah, so it was a great tournament. I think it's probably the weakest one since I started watching in 17, frankly. So do you think that's because they fucking ex- because they expanded the field? Is and the that ske- why? And the schedule and just kind of and frankly yeah. like Yujiro getting 6 points. What the fuck? He had like four combined in the last few years. Um like, I know they were doing that to set up the possibility of the seven-way tie and D-block, and I get that, but it's like, this guy shouldn't even be in the tournament. Don't give him six points. Um, <laughs> so, I was I, I wouldn't say I was disappointed with the G1, but it definitely did not exceed my expectations. Um, we got two five-star matches out of it, Osprey Shingo being the other one, um, and... Yeah, I still really enjoyed it and always do. And again, we got to see guys like Finley and Hanare kind of have a coming out party. Um, another underrated match is Zach Kenta, which was from yes. like the first night. Like those two, I think they've fought in four straight G1s, only matches they've had. And I always tell Azar, like, Zach can bring out that old Noah Kenta like no one else. And like, it was all about I'm senpai, you're senpai, a lot of shit talk. And Zach called him a fucking young boy at one point. And then Kenta had the win seemingly, pulled him up twice, got cocky, and then Zach caught him in an arm submission like that. And I just, Nasty. oh, I love that. And they uh, tell that story back and forth now. The last four years, they're two and two now against each other. Exactly. Yeah. 
I yeah. hope they go at it again. I hope it's something where they're just always in the same block and they never wrestle outside of that because that's how it's been. And, you know, Kenta, really cool. since he came back, you know, it's been a little mixed bag with him. Um, he's definitely more like going a little more comedy now, which is totally fine, but he can still turn it up and Zach brings the best out of him. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah, still a very, very fun tournament. Really enjoyed it, but I hope hope they'll learn from this and make it better next year, whether it's a 32-man field, which I think it will be. Maybe they go to 24. I don't think they're going back to 20 because, again, there's too many people that need to be there now. And Way guys that we mentioned earlier, these young up-and-coming young Lions, like they need to be involved at some point too. So. Yep. And it's like Ivan saying here, um, you know, he says a couple of things here. We got one thing you have to understand is G1 made a lot of stars. Um, you know, he said he was uh, disappointed in the finals. I don't know. I think – oh, I know why he was – I listened to the show. The he result? Really, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the results of it. Overall, the whole tournament was a banger for sure. And then exactly – we said this earlier, <laughs> Ivan, 100%. You know, Yoshihashi, Finley, not so much Yujiro. I, I'm not so much of a fan. I like Peter, but, you know, and not so much Yujiro. Yujiro didn't need – he um, was made a decade ago when he was with Naito in a tag team. Like, the I, guys – yeah. I still he still has value to the company, but his matches are not exciting. Peter's great. I love Peter. You know, he has his moments. I like the big juice move. Always get a kick out of that. But guys should not be having six points. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Love I do like the the inner the matches that he had with Chase and ELP, like working around Peter and shit. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And then yeah, like he said, you know, made a lot of a lot of stars. It was um, fun in the ring as well. And then uh, they'll be live tonight. Circle of the Bay. Our boy from Cage by IQ, Dan Bakley, Ivan DeLorean. They'll be recapping G1. Definitely be turning into that for sure. And then I want to make one in the house. What's yeah, up? Yeah. I want to make one what? point. So the last several years, I would have said almost certainly Ishii was the MVP every year. He, you know, again, he still was great. Uh, but I only had like one match of his at four and a half, and that was the Jay White match. But I feel like he just didn't shine as much as he used to. You know, the Tai Chi match was great. Those two are always awesome together. Um, but a bit of a down G1 for Ishii, really to no fault of his own. But he's always just been so incredible these last few years. And he's still one of my five favorites in the world, no doubt. Stone Pitbull. Ooh, ooh. Love him. Yeah, I was, I, was, right. I was surprised that he didn't rub too many points. But let's move on from the G1. Let's let's get going to what the people want to talk about. I don't know if that's what the people want to talk about. But I know why I want to talk about it. You sent me a text this morning. And it's actually, it's funny that Clark Street's here because he's always, you know, fuck the dirt. She's fuck the dirt. Anti-AEW too, right? No, Clark, <laughs> no, Clark Street sees it down the road. He's he's a okay. really good. Clark Street's a really, really. Devin, Devin's a, I don't know why I'm calling him Clark Street. Devin, yeah. Devin, <laughs> Devin's a really good wrestling fan. He, I think he sees yeah. it just like, just like I do. He watches it all. He calls it for how he sees it. So I, think I just that, always get bombarded on the league chat. Well, no, for a league, lot of my fault because I'll fire at people. Well, the league, fun. no, the league <laughs> chat is more WWE. For sure. Uh, marked hot for sure. But no, Devin definitely which calls I it. Might be, which I might be soon enough. Fuck. Dude, WWE's been on fire, and we'll get there yeah. before we get out of here. Well, um, yeah, let's. Yeah, we'll get here before we get out of here. Um, yeah, you got the Ujiro comment one more time from Ivan, right quick. But yeah, too much Ujiro talk. Let's move on. <laughs> that was like Yoshihashi like four years ago. Yeah, but now he's king. 
Yeah, I fucking love Yoshiashi. <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about what the dirt sheets are reporting. Let's talk about the CM Punk thing. All right, so CM Punk was back. I did a show with Justin. You'll you'll be able to catch that. Uh, me and Justin are gonna be doing a AW Dynamite review every Wednesday going forward. Can't fucking wait. We did it last week. Nice. Um, I was you're, gonna, you're all over the place now. Baby. Yeah, I love it. Now that my kids are gonna be starting to sleep, dude. I'm, like eight o'clock, <laughs> I'll be able to do shit with you boys. Like, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to talk wrestling. But yeah, last week when, when Punk came back, dude, and if you want to bang, we can always bang on that show too. <laughs> <laughs> but last week when Punk came back, I've marked out like crazy because I didn't know what we were going to get in Chicago. I thought for sure, or I, I thought I thought we would get the Punk Mox match, but I wasn't for sure about it. When Punk came back, yeah. I went crazy dude i went crazy because i'm like yes dude i'm getting my favorite wrestler in the world against the guy i got a tattoo of and he's winning my heart back yeah but now all right and again they're just reports all right they're just reports but the reports are that cm punk is unhappy with AEW, that he threatened to walk out that him and hangman page had beat that that hangman page line wasn't scripted again i don't understand the whole scripted thing because they don't script their promos so i don't understand that whole <laughs> that whole thing at all how's a company who doesn't script promos I think it was just unscripted promo. I understand, uh, yeah, but yeah. I, no, no. But I, I get what I get what you're saying for sure. So, if all of this is true, what a fucking pussy cocksucker! Like, just go away, dude. Just Little go away, bitch. Never ever. And again, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna like figure out a way to get covered. All right. Like when he left WWE, I understood it. All right, it was for his like morals, his morals. You know, they were dicking him down. He thought he should have been the main event of WrestleMania. I agree, whatever, you know, he stood on his ground. He didn't come back. He finally comes back to a company. He wants to help build the company. He wrestles younger talent. He helps put them over. And now reports are he refuses to lose the hangman. He has beef with hangman over a Colt Cabana line. Come on, dude. And then he threatens to walk yeah. out of the company again. Yeah, or no, or no show or, dynamite, you know, and levying right. threats. Again, I told you that this very much could be a work and it could be a way sure. to be pushing punk heel. And he, this could all be him masterminding it all, which For would be sure. awesome, dude. Oh, so, I'm, absolutely. so I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to chastise the guy, the character, call him any names and anything. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to let the story play out. I am very unhappy though, that this yeah. match is going on in dynamite as I feel like they are the two biggest stars and with Kenny Omega, the three biggest stars in that company by far and away. And that is a huge, huge, huge main event caliber match. And as a, greedy ass wrestling fan that i am i will be at the show and i want punk moxley live in person so i can go cm punk let's go mox cm yeah. punk let's go mox or let's just let's go mox let's go mox i can't do that because like i always say going to a cm i punk know match, and i, I told you i'm a punk game. guy too but yeah. i but i'm a even this aside i was already on team mox but so I'm back and forth on that. I love the two. I was like 60, 40 mocks anyways, as crazy as that sounds. I just love everything that he does, dude. But Each of them are from our hometowns. And they they are, dude. They are. Talk to me, bro. I thought what C, I thought everything CM Punk has been doing up until these rumors has been phenomenal. But again, these are just rumors. And he could be working us in the biggest way right now. Talk yeah. to me. Yeah. One, I didn't even think about that until you said it now it's everywhere could it be a work just because you know i read it last night i read something else this morning and just it didn't my brain just didn't go there it's just like and you know dirt sheets believe what you want to believe read you know it, it, they are what they are they are not facts we'll see what happens you know it's honestly kind of a shame they exist because it's like i'd rather not be hearing about this um but 
So when you're gone, it throws me off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was uh, I'm a little pissed off too. If it is true, um, if it's all, if really all of this is over the Colt Cabana line, which it largely seems like it allegedly is, grow up, man. I mean, and if he was trying to get him fired, like, come on, they were best friends. Like, at least be somewhat civil stay away from each other i don't know but don't let this fuck your spot in the company or you fuck someone else's spot in the company it's just not a good look if regard regardless if it is a work i don't think it's a good look because these reports are major backstage heat you know again maybe it's all part of the plan um but and yeah it's like I'm as big an AEW fan as any, and I haven't watched WWE consistently in four years, but it's like WWE starting to go like this and AEW. I'm not going to say down, but it's, you know, and I'm with you. Like, let's wait. Let's see. If it is a work, it's genius. If it's not, we got some problems. And that TK, and, you know, this is kind of, he's got his guys. It's pretty clear. Um he gives those guys a lot of leeway, and <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the whole hangman thing. I did whether that was scripted or not. I did not like it because it had nothing to do with what was going on right now. It's like we want to hear you talk about Mox. That right. happened three, four months ago, and you won. You know, you won. You shouldn't have won, but you won. So shut up. Um, that well, pissed me off before the reports even came right. out. Well, I, I agree with you. I don't agree with you that he shouldn't have won. I don't think he should have been in the title match. MJF should have been the one to take the belt off Hangman. That's, that's what I'm saying. Of MJF in the future. That's yes. what I'm saying. I yes. agree with yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Not he, that he shouldn't have won right. it, period, but at right, that right, moment. right. And that Matt Heaney should have been in that match, period, for sure. Um, I do that should have been MJF's moment, which is why I think MJF is pissed because he should have been the one winning that belt right yeah. there and then from Hangman. I thought that was a story they've been telling for two Dude, years those are like fight. the two faces right. of the company you're right. supposed supposed to be you and know hangman, when it started hangman was going to win the belt eventually from kenny and then mjf was going to take it off hangman and then yeah. you could run the cm punk mjf blood feud that they had and it would have been awesome yeah um i agree with ivan uh pop it back up you know he says he feels by wednesday we'll get our answers i agree 100 percent. and then of course <laughs> Devin, you know it's true because the sources <laughs> confirmed it not from tony not hangman or cm punk but the sources definitely but, true. so let me talk about mox punk allegedly going or going on next week so that's happening uh i think we oh, talked yeah. I, I just have to think if this is going to lead to a match at all out like there'll be some sort of you know they AEW's not done fuck finishes much or dqs or anything like that but this is as good a time as any so like i guess they said tony khan couldn't keep them apart long enough we have to have the match next week so the fact that they said that makes me think you know it'll something's gonna something fishy's gonna happen maybe it's a double pin a double count a, a double like knockout you know that's something stardom's done before um so you know there's a lot of ways they could go but i would be very it'd be very hard to believe not seeing this match at all out so i'm, I'm at least thinking positively and hoping that wednesday will lead you know maybe like a last man standing or some sort of, because it's clearly, it's intense already. 
And Dude, these guys, so like the promos were fucking awesome. Aside the, from the hangman the, shit. The that first, pissed me the, off. But the first head to head was incredible. It was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yo, yo, bro. There was no fucking reason for the hangman line. I agree with you, which is funny because I was pissed off when he said it in the first place, especially when I found out the hangman wasn't even in the building because he was out for some yeah. anxiety shit. So I was like, punk like took a shot at his anxiety. And I mean, I know I don't know. I think you suffer. I have fucking bipolar, I have anxiety shit. So yeah. like as someone I'm on who has that, as well. Yeah, like yeah. so as someone who has that shit, like I don't like punk taking the shot at all um but but yeah then fucking i loved everything after that punk's promo was fucking lights yeah. out although you know everyone's like everything he said was factual fuck off he ain't the third best <laughs> member of the shield all right maybe today he is maybe not tomorrow you know all three of them are gold they're so fucking yeah. good he's certainly ain't the third best member of the bcc he beat eddie kingston for the goddamn title like slow down punk twice Mox, yeah like max's promo was fucking fantastic but i loved all the little easter eggs as the fucking kids call it that, that punk was throwing out with kingston and john cena and eddie yeah. guerrero that was dope for sure and you know i do agree with ivan too with triple h uh taking over he's making his moves it's a chess game and tony khan's gotta do what he's gotta do maybe this is his play making it real life you remember in 1997 yeah. what vince mcmahon did with the attitude era he made that real life again maybe this is that way of making it what they say he was already doing it with mjf you know like that's kind right. of step one and this right and then you know he said he feels it's too soon for punk to be back you know who knows what's going on maybe there's a triple threat maybe punk just what if punk walks out because he's not really ready to go i know Max jr keeps opponent. yeah and, JR, we, and we have go ahead sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say jr said on some podcast he doesn't think he's cleared so what if punk's not even ready to go he walks out just like mjf walked out or what if mjf all right not and i'm a i'm a hater because I, I don't I, I keep saying i want punk and mox but what if punk walks out mjf walks in hero face takes the title but who's gonna be rooting for mjf against mox that's yeah. the hard that's the hard thing who's rooting against mox unless you hit in chicago unless you put cm punk in front of him yeah that's why i don't get how you do that but there's another way they go all i know is that while i'm not happy about the rumors he got us talking yeah for sure for better or worse um yeah it's gonna be fascinating and yeah let's say punk is healthy and this match is only happening next week and let's just say punk well who cares who wins what's the match at all out you know mjf is the only thing that could make some sort of sense way more for cm punk than mox um but yeah there's no way like you're gonna that's in what three weeks less than three weeks it's like what could you even do in that time <laughs> i messaged you this morning uh, just to shoot the shit you know messaged me all day I feel like now it's AEW talk, Dan. I feel like I feel like I'm talking to my girlfriend right now. I was gonna invite you <laughs> on too, but you didn't answer my, my text all day. <laughs> oh shit. I love you, Bakley. But yeah, yeah, man. Um yeah, Ivan totally agrees said it last night. I mean, I'm excited to see where they're gonna go from here. I just was really, like I said, I was excited for the thought of CM Punk and John Moxley one on one in chicago and it still I, might happen it still might it still might it still might twitter bakley twitter like first thing when i woke up <laughs> Meltzer five and three quarter star match i sent you that message <laughs> <laughs> let's see justin justin from the justin time podcast and bakley everybody hyped your show up a couple of times that's why i hype you again yeah and i gave you props for picking tomatonga so yep 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 yeah. for sure justin justin time podcast great great show um, like I said, me and Justin are going to be doing Wednesday nights. MJF comes back. AEW should give him the title. No second thoughts. I mean, if that's the story, then that's what they got to do. This When MJF comes back, they have to give him the title. A hundred percent, right? Like, that's the story. 
Yeah, but then again, it's like he's got squashed by Wardlow. I'm still going like I hated that. So because of this, like you want to bring him back, it's like, yeah, it's been a while, but it's like I don't forget that. I don't think it's that's not I don't know. I just hated that. I thought it should not have been a squash. Yeah, time away, heals wounds, but how do you heat him up for a world championship run coming off of that? Right. I Well, I get that. And that's why that fire promo takes away from that match itself. People forget about it. Yep, it's wrestling. Um, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know, people, <laughs> people, people forget about it really quick. They aren't going to remember. And then what has Wardlow been since then? You know, Thank we'll get you. there. But... No, 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 right now. <laughs> All right. right yeah, now, let's right go. Now. That's a transition. You literally transitioned for me. So See? Wardlow and FTR against the lethal dut sing clowns? Dude. What, what the fuck are we doing? What are we Three doing? Three of the hottest characters in AEW all summer. Agreed. Agreed. Wardlow's barely been seen since he won the... This is the same fucking thing that happened with Thunder Rosa. Frankly, even with Hangman a little. It's like TK does not know how to book, especially babyface champions. I even wrote a fucking article on the Sportster about it months ago about or Hangman and Thunder Rosa. And it's the same fucking thing right now. It's like, how do you put those three on the pay-per-view? And let's not forget, FTR was not on the last pay-per-view. They've been ranked number one for five months and haven't gotten a fucking title shot. Um, They need to get rid of the rankings. They're pointless. They mean nothing. You have Private Party, the number five team challenging. Why? With no mention of it, yeah, it's so stupid. I've been saying that for me, or truly have them mean something and have like a five versus four match, a two versus three, like right. Okay, yes. then and then that, they would yeah. actually be meaningful. Go go up the ladder for sure. Correct. Not just not just because you're in the top five, you get a title shot. No, that's yeah. crazy. And dude, it's and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about what Wardlow had the nice match with Cassidy. Even the yeah, loved it. Even the quick thing with Lethal's fine. Cool, you have a one-off with him. But yeah. go from there. What are you doing? You have this whole roster of big, beefy guys like Miro, Hobbs. Um, yeah. even, even like, even you could have incorporated Keith that. Rick, Lee. Keith Lee. I know but, he's in a tag team, but come on. But who is doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Feuding with All Mark right. Sterling. Like that, Who that, I love. But and it's, it's the whole, and like you said, it's the baby face who wins there, the Yeah, baby face has, champions again. He has, yeah. abso- he has absolutely no idea what to do with him. Swerving or Glory has done nothing since winning the tag titles. Wardlow has done nothing since winning the TNT title. Thunder Rosa's uh, women's championship reign, while it has, I do agree, I, I agree with Bakley that it hasn't been good because her promo skills aren't the best. I, I think the booking has done her absolutely no favors. Mm-mm. Oh boy, yeah. There's just a lot, lot of, lot of. I don't want to say negativity, but yeah, I'm certainly a little more down on AEW than I have been. Especially coming out of Double or Nothing was not the greatest. You know, I thought that was probably a bottom three pay per view they've ever done, and it was still quality. But in comparison to their other pay per views, like it wasn't that great. But then they've done some good shit this summer too. But it's just like, yeah. TK needs to share the pencil. You know, I don't think he needs to give it away because who's going to, he's not going to give it away. But, you know, I think when this company started, we all had the thoughts of like, okay, Kenny, Cody, the Bucks, they're going to be booking with him, which I think maybe did happen. And then he took it. But it's like someone needs to step in 
and just check him. I think it's as simple as that. Like, I don't know who that would be. You know, these given all these promotions backstage, it's like, let somebody check him. You That's have, all. Yeah. You, right. I'm seeing, I got, I got in the comments here for all the stuff MJF did to Wardlow beforehand during the feud. The squash makes sense now, in my opinion. You got, um, I've been saying, you know, Tony Khan's got William Regal back there. Let him allow creative. Yeah. You yeah. got Dean Malenko, sure. Jerry Lynn, Pat yeah. Buck, Dustin yeah. Rhodes. Legends. You have, you have all of these people here. My boy, BJ Whitmer. There you go. He and was you know, on, he made it on TV. He was the guy in the pink polo trying yeah. to hold Mox back. Yeah. yeah but man. yeah, there's so much experience back there. Yeah. Regal. And, Pat Buck was like the top producer, in, but like. And I like those I like, are WWE guys, you know. I, I like how they all got promoted backstage after the Jonathan Gresham debacle. How you know everything came out like he and talked to Gresham or was um, that was that kind of the onus of this? That, oh yeah, okay. oh, it was I didn't like, even, yeah. yeah, oh okay. yeah, because because of all the rumors that there's no communication backstage and no one knows who's in charge with Christopher Daniels. So then they promoted those three, you know, Madison Rain to a trainer, Pat Buck got promoted. I forget. Shiv- and Shivani uh, did. Sanjay, Shivani, maybe. And, yeah, and QT Marshall. So <laughs> he's uh, <tight. laughs> I love QT. QT Dude. fucking rules. Yo, he's a great trainer. He's great in the ring. He's awesome at elevator. How hot did talent. he get the United Center for match one of the pre-show? You know, Dude. like that crowd fucking hated so, him. He's so good, bro. Yeah. So good. Anyway. But 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 yeah, man, I just I, I wanted to come in and I wanted to just kind of you know, everyone says I'm AEW Mark. I'm this and that. I got a lot in Brett yeah, and, and Brett too. And Brett too. And <laughs> We've been ripping us, on it the whole time. Us. And all I wanted to do basically was come on here and shit on AEW because yeah. I'm fucking. I'm very bothered. I'm very irritated. They're not doing much well at all. The in ring is still good. I appreciate yeah. the in ring. Thank you. It, and, that's and, the, why, and that's and, good. But and, when you're going to go out and sign 110 wrestlers to your roster and then put belts on the likes of Keith Lee and Swerve and Thunder Rosa and Wardlow, how about you do something with them? Why yeah. isn't Wardlow and Miro in a feud right now? House of yeah. Black? Why are they even in this six this, this trios tournament? Where is Miro? Where yeah. is Miro? Dude. Ah! Like, God. And that's then why? Yo, Brett Dragon Lee, why did they kick him out? I know. I was so happy to see him. I love that guy. Yeah, man. Like, and I think it also goes back to something. I everybody is too protected in this company. Everybody. Nobody can lose unless you're a fucking jobber or a mid carder. It's true. Like that's why I loved when Garcia beat Brian, even though it took Jake Hager's hand. Like. That was one of the rare instances of like a true upset. And this company needs more of that because everything is too predictable and nobody can move up because you're not beating anyone because no one at the top can lose. And I think that's been a problem since no one in the mid card could lose. Nobody yeah. could lose. And, and this that's what I'm saying. Anyone that matters doesn't lose. And bro, can you tell me, Brett? How they have a ranking system, but they only they have three cha- three singles champions and only five pe- the five guys like to go against them. Why don't if you're going to rank them, why don't you separate those titles? You mean to tell me that the TNT title and the All Atlantic Championship mean the same as they're the all World equal, baby? No, they're not. No, <laughs> I they're know. not. I, I know. No, I know. I know. You know. I'm just. Saying I'm going to go back to something Bo said last year. Who gives a fuck about rankings? Because they Seriously. suck. They need. Like I said. 
I may I may send my boy a text message and be like, have your fucking rankings matches. Make them fucking matter. If that mattered, then it would be cool. You know, if yes. it really mattered and they it's not hard. Yo, and you really have to, and you not have that to have hard. different divisions, dude. And you let break, people break lose. Down. Yes. Because yes. no one's gonna get over if these top guys don't lose. You know? He, he brings them in and they never lose. I on dynamite, like let guys upset somebody. And put people on dynamite. I got into the yeah. biggest I got into a big argument with Bakley yesterday. And you know what? I like to hear your opinion on this, all right? Um for all of you in the comments down there, I appreciate and love you got your comments. I'm gonna keep reading them out. I got I thought I thought my kids would be taking a good two hour nap today. <laughs> they ain't cooperating, but we're well, this show's gonna roll yeah, anyway, We're rolling. So, we're so I got my I got I got my hands full right now. But I'm gonna read them. Devin just shout out uh AEW is the third best wrestling promotion when it comes to storytelling. They're behind WWE, including 2.0 and impact. And then uh impact crushing it this year. I will say yeah. that. They had a great main, they had a great main event last night. Um, I really enjoyed the show again. Yesterday. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna be tuning in for Emergence yeah. ruled. Yeah, Josh Alexander, Alex Shelley ruled. Yeah, it was great. And then Bakley just said, "Have like a one, two, three kid type of guy beat like a bigger guy." Yeah, man. Yeah, like a few like that, dude. Please, but it's but but bro, can I just get people in, in like? All right, I actually want to go back to the thing I was talking about really quick with FTR. Okay, so I, I have this conversation with Bakley, and it goes back to what we were just talking about with Wardlow. Okay. FTR is all these champions, in my opinion, does nothing for them. They would be better yeah. suited if they were just the AEW champions Correct. on TV, every dynamite, and presented as the star tag team champions on their show. He says Competing it's competing in matches and against, winning matches against, against the Lucha Bros teams. and House of Black and LFI. You know, different. Why teams. don't they do that with every fucking title? You know, like. <laughs> I know, I know, but like you know, and then and then uh, and then Ritter, you know, love smack the smacking the raw podcast. I'm he gonna agreed. be on there tonight. Fuck yeah, there yeah. we go, baby. Midnight uh, tonight, Pornhub debut, baby. Hell yeah, that's go. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm jealous, dude. You're getting oh, my guys are fucking each other. Damn. Yeah, you'll have to watch <laughs> and jerk off. I'll be cranking or something. Um, my kids don't understand. Yeah, he liked. It. They liked it. They don't. They have no idea what I'm saying. They have, they're all, they're they're under two. They don't know. I got no idea. Um, that's awesome. But he agreed with Bakley, and I was just like, damn. Okay, I would have thought the more Amer. I thought I would have thought them being more, more important here in America over instead of international is more important in my opinion. I yeah. thought I think them being over on AEW television every week and being presented as the best tag team in the world is more important than whatever they're doing because they're not doing anything. Sure, they won the IWGP championship in a triple threat at Forbidden Door, but what did they do before that? And what have they been or doing since? since? Nothing. Nothing. So why aren't they presented? I love Swerve and Keith Lee, but why ain't Keith Lee wrestling Wardlow for the TNT title and Swerve in some like, you know, mid-card just regular feud with somebody I, I just don't fucking get like darby like why ain't swerving darby just in a feud yeah you had miro and wardlow ftr lucha bros lfi god even ftr in our glory. God, there's so much tap let them compete and let god. someone win and someone lose god damn it it's that simple shout out like to what's Vin the harm in that you know and then don't even get me started on Dark and Elevation, even oh, though I'm the one Rampage. bringing it up. Don't even get me started on well, Rampage. Rampage <laughs> is the shittiest television show since Thunder in 2001. It, had, it has moments. There's been great matches. There's been great shows. There's but been, recently, been. it's been pretty dog shit. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I was going to look something up earlier, yeah, it's but I been. don't remember what. 
Rampage has been trash, bro. Dark and Elevation, I'm fine with Dark and Elevation because, you know, they're there to, you know, I, I just, like, I like the independent wrestlers getting on, on the TV. I do too. But, but Brett, I don't it ever want to see again. All that. I don't want to see Thunder Rosa teaming with uh, Tony Storm and who is their partner? And Hakura Shida against yeah. Emi Sakura, Marina Shafir, and uh, Nyla While Rose. you're saying that, the fact that Emi Sakura has not been on television since 2019, even though she's been over here now for well over a year, that woman trained so many of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And I know that's why they brought her over here to train these women or help them, but it's like, she can fucking go. Put her on television because you don't have enough women that can. Right, and that's a rampage or, match. No, we do, but they're not booked well enough. As you much know, as like I, right, as much as I don't like Shay Fear, you put that match on Rampage, you could hide her. Those are six women who belong on Rampage. Instead, that's a that's a, a dark match when you have you're still building this crap Jay Cargill and Athena feud that's only been built around Layla Gray. And well, Statlander like, was part of it, and now she's out. You know, oh, she was. Did you, she, well, according to the dirt sheets, again, the dirt sheets, Stat was supposed to wrestle Rosa at All Out. Oh, and really? Athena was supposed to wrestle Jade, and they were supposed to go that route. So I've been calling for a Statlander heel turn for months. You know, like that would have been perfect. That would have been a. I would have had her beat Thunder Rosa. She's oh, yeah. big. She's, she's the intimidating. one. Intimidating. She can fucking work. She's awesome. Like, she's one of the best they have on that roster. And I was, like, getting really excited for, like, this new change in character. And, like, when she was in the ring, she looked like a fucking badass. And it's like, keep doing this. Or that she was going to be the one to dethrone Jade. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, probably. But, yeah, I'm really, really bummed about Statlander getting hurt. Um, Regardless of booking and what else. Like, She's just awesome. And this is her second, like, six to eight month injury in the last, like, two years. So it just blows. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. She was she was on fire, too. She she changed her yeah. She looked great. She was getting better and better in the ring. And she's I, such I, a beast, man. Like, yeah. she's so good. I thought she'd be the one who would be Jade, but I was wrong. Yeah. Devin, Devin says that's just a Monday night match for the women. It is. They do six women match every, like, not every Monday, but they don't. Raw knows how to get their women on TV. WWE had, even For before sure. Triple H took over, had been doing a good job. Matches weren't long, but they had been getting them on TV. Uh, Justin, Emi Sakura, love Emi Sakura, would love to see her on Dynamite more instead of being yeah, in Dark Salvation. Uh, Bakley, AEW wrestlers got hurt way too much. They need to start using people less and have a more diverse roster. Um, I honestly, Bakley, I don't know how they could possibly use their guys less because <laughs> I don't fucking, <laughs> I don't see their guys enough in all honesty. I, was, I, was just <laughs> I, I understand like- I you, get you, what he means. I but... do too. No, 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 no. I do too. I get like you, you using different guys <laughs> in different- I don't understand how you can see <laughs> But I, 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 get, I get that aspect of it for sure. Um, because they got they got such a big roster, so you can use it diverse, split it up. But fuck it. Before we get out of here, do you just split the roster then? Not this ROH bullshit, but do you just? I think ROH is hurting AEW. I've said it for a while. I don't think it does them any favors. I think Tony is just wearing himself thin. He's and he already, just doesn't know what he's doing with it. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing with AEW yet. He's trying to yeah. build one brand with AEW. How are you going to try to build a second brand with ROH and make them both grow together? Not to mention running Fulham and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> the guy yeah. just does too much. Basically uh, said using top stars less developing more people. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. No, I'm, I'm but that's kind of what we've been saying yeah. this whole time is how do you develop someone unless they beat someone that's higher up the card than them? You know, like right. that's how you elevate. 
is getting wins against people you shouldn't be getting wins against. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? You're winning all the matches you're supposed to win against lower talent. Yeah. <laughs> Devin, use them less than yeah. wrestling once a week. Or or you don't see them for a month. <laughs> right. The champions. They don't know, or they only get like 30-second um, backstage like vignettes or something. Ivan Statlander underrated. Agree or give changes needed. Open. She'd be the next in line for either. hundred percent. Other than Jade, 100%. she's the only like big wo- woman that they've got, and they started booking her in the ring or letting her show in the ring. Like how much of a beast she is, and throwing people around, and it's like, yep. and she can flip, and she's just so athletic and such a unique athlete. And again, it's just a bummer she's out, but and hopefully got, when she I, comes I back, you know, like. Things will be a little yep. better, and she can slot back in and get her moment. But digression in the women's booking AEW is horrible. It, it's been horrible. It is horrible. They have the talent there. Even yeah, like, that that's the thing. They do have the talent. Even in even in my opinion, bro, the Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm match, which I'm not looking forward to. I don't want it at all. It makes just absolutely it. zero yeah. sense. And to, the champion beat her clean. Why she gets another rematch? Because she wants a rematch. Because Britt Baker to the match. All right. Yeah. I don't care what anyone's feelings are on D M D. Yeah, it would make all it right? different and unique. Hell, add Jamie Hayter. Let's make it a four way. Let's do it. I'm Jamie always... Hayter is one of the best women on the roster. Let's make that clear oh, yeah. right now. Very much so. Very, she needs very to so. split from Britt. Probably a deal. Yeah. Like six months ago, dude. Like, I, why is this wrote, still a thing? Man? I wrote an article last week on this very subject as well. The sports.com. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jamie Dieter, <laughs> so underutilized. She's so damn good. Um, <laughs> Bakley rather have hater than Brett. That's fine. Put hater in. I would too. But different, but different is different. I just want I think Brit's a star. She's the biggest women's star still, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I so think we, Jamie could be. I agree. Like any little moment she's gotten to talk, which is barely any, and I don't think she's ever really talked like promo in the ring. But like her and Tony Storm had one of those backstage promos with like Shivani in the middle, and like she's good. Like she's very, she can talk. She's got intensity. You know, she's her British accent just sounds good. She can obviously work. Her facial expressions, I think, are as good or better than anyone in the women's division. Obviously, she hasn't done the DMD, so, like, it's coming, but what are we waiting for? Maybe Statlander's injury will maybe push her up quicker. Hopefully, and hopefully we get that that feud, because I'd love to see another feud in the women's division for sure. Um, Absolutely. And... uh... Chaos going on over there. Yeah, my kid can't get a toy out of his toy box. He's not happy about it. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, let's respond to Nick's. Comment yeah, I. Yeah, quick. that's why I got it up. And Team Taz, we even brought them up. Team Taz is officially done. What do you think? Or what do you do with Starks and Hobbs? What I personally would have done. And oh, here's what my kid wanted. He wanted to bring over my Hasbro. <laughs> oh hell team. yeah! All right, there's a little Jeep. Future tag team champions, yeah. no doubt. All right, um, but. My quick answer to it is what I would have done. I would have, I'm, I, I wouldn't have split them yet. They were the only them in Swerving Our Glory had a feud that's been ongoing for months. And it's been good. Have, it's been a great feud. And they actually hit Team Taz had Swerving Our Glory's number. So yep. what I would have done is I would have had waited for the breakup. I would have had one more match at all out. It would have been a ladder match for the belt. Swerving Our Glory would have won. After that, Hobbs splits on him. And then great. you just have them one on one feud. 
if you didn't do that right now, I would have just incorporated them with Wardlow and did Wardlow versus Hobbs versus Starks for the TNT title because those are mm. three legitimate mid-card talents right there. Yeah, that all sounds great. I just hope both of them don't get lost in the shuffle, and I don't think that's going to happen. You know, Hobbs got a little promo time this week, again, backstage, but he sounded great. You know, we haven't really seen him talk too much. Um, and Starks, we know, is a budding star. But again, can he get to that next level? Will they allow him to truly get to that next level? You know, I don't know who is this match going to happen at all out. I don't know. Um, possibly. I mean, it's pretty similar feud wise to like Christian and Jungle Boy, which is going to happen. Um but we know Ricky Starks is going to be a star. The guy can talk with the best of them. He's got the look. He's great in the ring. I think it's only a matter of time, but you got to let him beat people. Like, I don't know. And maybe Hobbs gets this win first, you know, like as the big, the bigger heel. You know, probably, probably right? Underneath. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fine. That's what I would do. I would personally then, build Hobbs to go feud with Wardlow is what yeah. I would do. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, we'll see. I, I do think it goes down. At, I do think this match goes on at all out for sure. I look forward to it. I think it'll be a very good match. I just too soon, in my opinion, they could have waited like three or four months. But. I agree. Like having them challenge and lose for the, cause they had, they hadn't lost to them in no. like a one-on-one or tag, regular tag match. They had not. And they yeah. had singles clean wins over them as well. So I really thought that story told itself. And now we're going to have a, <laughs> About a ten day, a ten, a ten day build of LFI against uh, a swerving or glory for the tag belts. That's what me and Bakley pretty much think is going to go on because they're telling the story with Private Party here. They're going to get upset yeah. when Private Party loses. They're going to turn on them. Private Party is going to turn face, and then it'll be Andrade and Rouge taking on Lee, which and... will be a great match. But fantastic! Yeah, I mean, but why yeah. do you just spend ten days building it? My God! And then we got uh, Ivan. Look at this point, Connie is to begin pushing yes. his, his stars. Ethan stars. Hobbs. I yes. do, thank you for bringing that up, Ivan. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk about what Stokely Hathaway is doing. Oh, um, yeah. I I really like that little crew he's putting together. I yes. think Ethan Page would be a fine leader. Lee Moriarty is so talented, and then the Gun Club—they're great, yeah. dude. That's that, great. absolutely. I yeah. love, and I Big don't know. Fan. Do you think that'll be a faction, or do you think it'll be? I think people say like he might be just Bobby Heenan in them, like old school. Bobby the brain where he just would just manage them and they're not like necessarily always together yeah they had like the Heenan family so I, th I think I could see that more than like a full because we've got enough factions at this point but yeah like having you know I don't know what it would be not the Stokely brand but you know something of that they have a name for it and yeah I like that better almost than like a full-fledged faction just like you know you know they're all under the Stokely tree you know sometimes they'll tag together but they don't always need to be seen together I think that would be awesome and high high marks for Stokely Hathaway since coming over like I didn't watch a ton of him as Malcolm Bivens in NXT but always liked what I saw and the guy's been great. I mean, he's at least uh, tried to add some spice to this women's division. You know, it's been kind of all over the place with that feud and now Statlander gone. But yeah, the thing with Ethan Page, I was that was the dynamite I was at. And it was just so funny, like just seeing Ethan Page cut the promo to the camera and Stokely's just standing behind him for like three minutes before he realizes <laughs> that. But yeah, I love it. Uh, it's hopefully it'll give guys TV time. 
We've had enough fucking Dan Lambert and all that shit. Like yes. that needs that's gone. All right, now let's yeah. get Stokely and his boys in there. And yeah, Ethan Page, let the man work. He would have Give been a perfect. Microphone. He would have been a perfect opponent for Wardlow, man. I mean, yeah. well, I guess I guess he took the belt off Scorpio Sky. Um, but and where the and where the hell has he been? He's injured, I believe. And I was just oh, going to okay. say it would be perfect if Scorpio Sky came back as a face then rejuvenated cool character he can feud with ethan page you know i guess you're doing yeah. a hobbs and starks but you could just get that match off it's a dynamite match it's not a pay-per-view match but you yeah. know that helps and you can even have page win help elevate his character because sky's already elevated and, and has been a champion um yeah. and i agree with even I though his run his reign was kind of his reign was awful that whole that whole three everything let i got one more question for you i'm gonna read these comments i got one more question for you then we're gonna get out of here yeah this has went way longer than i thought it's been a lot of fun dude um i want to expect with us dude uh i just said stark is the mic skills and the charisma to be the next top guy i know he looks like no a very, he looks like a very small dwayne johnson out there dude he's yep. he's magnificent and wardlow is another one as well they should have began having wardlow do an open challenge for tnt title yes Absolutely. every single week every yes. single week why yes. not yes every week they have the roster for it because um, even in that scenario where Wardlow should be winning, you know, think when Cody was TNT champ the first time, you know, he wrestled Jungle Boy and Eddie Kingston and all these people who they were put over in the process of losing, you know, and I yep. think they could do that with Wardlow. Dude, so many people. Eddie Kingston got so built, dude. Darby, man. Uh, even like the War Horse match, like he came in and looked awesome. Uh, Justin just said this. I hope it's not true, man. Starks and Hobbs probably have that match, and then they get relegated. Dark, dark oh, elevation at Rampage, God. facing random people. I, I, I hope not. I really don't. Um, Ivan likes the Heenan style, and then they need to structure. They need structure. Period. Cool guys. So while we're talking about structure, that's my question, and then we're gonna roll. My question is this to you guys, okay? Or well, to you, Brad, and I guess you know people out there. Cody Rhodes. He's been gone about five months. The product has significantly gone downhill. Cody was my least favorite part of AEW television in the ring. What was he doing backstage? Was yeah. he having a huge influence? Like, is this downfall because Cody's not there? What do you think? I hadn't thought about that, but and I let's—I wouldn't call it a full-fledged downfall. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's still by and large a pretty—I'd say a good to great show most weeks on Dynamite, at least. Yeah. It's always oh, oh we just. Very- we, we just want better. For it's, sure. It's and we know like, it's it, not that hard. Dude, with the roster that they have, it's yeah. easy. All right? We just want better. That's all. And they were giving us better, which is the problem. Go ahead. But, so yeah, I'm thinking – no, no, you're fine. Like, I think there definitely could be something to that with Cody. I mean, again, dirt sheets, reports, what have you. Like, I remember that came out said, like, he was, like, isolated backstage. and Fuck that. Like – Guy, I think guys respected him, you know, and he had kind of had his guys as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly he had a lot of influence backstage to some degree. So, you know, I think his absence, I'm sure, is being felt in some way. But it's wild how quickly that changed because, you know, everyone in like the league chat and WWE fans and us as AEW fans are like, yeah, Cody's not important anymore and don't really care as much about him, you know. He still was having some good shit, but and then now he comes over and rightfully so, he's been amazing. And now all the WWE fans are like he's the best wrestler in the world. It's just <laughs> funny how it's all worked out. Uh, and kudos to him; he made the right fucking move at the right fucking time. 
and he's one of the biggest stars in the world, and it's only going to get bigger when he comes back. And I'm happy for him, and he's much better suited over there than he is in AEW now, no doubt about it. And As, uh, as the person who hated Cody, as I just yeah. said, everything involved with what he did in AEW, the whole – I. I got offered $500,000. I got brought back for $5 million. I started my own fucking promotion because yeah. I am of, I am of the belief that he is the catalyst behind that company. I know everyone else says it was the elite. I believe it was Cody. And he started that company, the biggest competition. You know, I don't call it competition, but on paper and talent-wise, the biggest competition WWE since this WCW. Yep. And then he comes over and is presented like a million dollars. All yep. right. So it's just the whole thing for me, the presentation, and then what he did, the man himself, what the man himself did. That was that's why I'm feeling Cody the way I'm feeling right for now. For sure. And he should be, you know, again, kudos all kudos to him for everything. Um, hey baby. Yeah, I, try and... keep, I try to keep him off screen. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't, I don't <laughs> like that screen. Just that sick head of hair. He came out that way, crazy, bro. <laughs> um I the one thing, and I watched all the matches, the Cody Seth. You know, I, I still watch some WWE, but not really much Raw or SmackDown. But I still don't think they should have had him beat Seth three times. You know, like oh, last agree. year, oh, he should have lost the second match, bro. But it's, it's just, just like they did with the yeah. Rollins Edge feud last year, yes. which was excellent. Like that was the best thing WWE main roster did last year, I think. And frankly, this has been the best thing they've done this year so far. It's only going to get better. I know. Uh, I really am like excited to start watching more of it because I know it's good. And like, that's why I wasn't watching. It just wasn't for me anymore. And there's so much other great shit out there. But like I grew, I was WWE to my bones up until like 2017. That's all I watched. That's all I knew. You know, I still got an awesome grasp of the history and uh, I still watch the old shit almost every night, like help like old Rawls or old pay-per-views, whatever. It's what I put on to go to sleep more often than not. So yeah, when all these tournaments are done, I'm going to be dipping my toes in the WWE pool a little more. And yeah, I said it jokingly, but I might be a bigger WWE fan than AEW before the end of the year. <laughs> and the next time we get together, we're going to dive in and we're going to dive into WWE and I'll help fill you in and we'll talk about what's going on over there. Like I said, quick synopsis. The women's wrestling's already been hot. The people they brought back have been awesome. The in-ring already has been better. They got 18-minute matches on Raw. Are you kidding yeah. me? They're oh, I haven't watched them, yeah. but have seen, yeah. you know, what's going on. They're developing a tag team division. They're having new, fresh stuff in the ring, fresh segments. That Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens segment. From I heard it. This past I need week to watch it. I was heard it was a, And the match. Uh, and the, the yeah. match was great. The promo yeah. We're wrestlers in a wrestling link ring. Let's freaking wrestle. Like, ah, oh, so go. they're like aggressively Bro, like. Drew yeah, goes I to Kevin that. Owens. We're wrestlers in a freaking wrestling ring. Let's wrestle. I'm like. And you Whoa! know I love KO. So I'm going to have to watch that. I do too. It was awesome. Um, Ivan says the downfall is when Tony Khan took over creative. When the issue of the elite booking the matches, too much ego took over. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And then at the end of the day, the the last uh, say is Khan, but he needs to allow creative freedom. Sure. Structure, 100%. That's man. what we were saying. Like, yep. yeah, have a team. Yeah. Whether yep. it's William Develop Regal. Develop a team. Yep. And fuck, William Regal would be the perfect person because he's been over <laughs> there. He. Perfect, man. Come on, perfect. Tony. Come on, Tony. 
put it together, man. You got the roster, you got the talent. It's been there. I still love AEW. I'm AEW too. Me it's too. Cool. I'm going yeah. to every show that's around here. I get their crate every month, dude. There's still, a I'm all in AEW. Still a small chance I might be coming to All Out. Well, if you do, I have baby, and I can't wait. I haven't talked to my guy yet, but uh, hoping to make that happen. So awesome. Well, bro, Brad, this is great, Brett, baby. First of many, dude. Even with the kids in the background, we were able to pull yeah. it off. <laughs> this was an absolute blast. Where can the people find you, bro? Uh, at Brain Buster Boys, uh, mostly on Twitter. We have an Instagram, but I've not updated it in a while because I stink. Um, we are having a big episode come out probably this Sunday. It could be Monday. The Origin Part Two. It's going to get wacky. Um, it's all about how Bo and I met and other wacky craziness that's going to ensue but uh yeah also we're on the visionaries global media platform just as this show is so you can find us on all major podcasting platforms and yeah hoping to be joining the wrestling index at least once a week um here in the near future i don't know why it took us this long to do it but hey here we are and it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh yeah let's fuck yeah, bro. I can't wait to continue to fuck in the future. Um, I don't know why it took so long, but by the way, really... random. Did you yeah. watch Lucha Underground? I meant no. To I, w- you that. I, I, w- I wish I did, dude. I, lo- I love your shirt, dude. Uh, Devin, it's thanks so for the good. shout. Great show, awesome. Ivan. Thank you for tuning in. Awesome conversation. Yeah, love it. Thank you, everyone uh, commenting. Uh, Ivan, yeah. I look forward to meeting you. I've not like met you on a stream, but obviously we all support each other on the Twitters. So thank you for being here and commenting as well, because it's made it more yeah. fun for us. Absolutely. Ivan, Devin, Bakley, Nick, Justin. Justin, missed, all the homies. any of you guys, sorry, man. Shout out to We Lee. love you. Ivan, thank you for uh, tuning in, man. Uh, Brett, we're going to do this a bunch. Nick's going to come out a bunch. We're going to have a bunch of fun. You can find this podcast, The Wrestling Index, all audio platforms. Additionally, Visionaries Global Media. Check it out. Big shout out to Chad for everything he does. Thanks for putting this on there. Um, Floor Slipper Sports YouTube, floorsliversports.com, list, ranking, sports, wrestling. Thank you guys in the comments. Thanks for dealing with my kids. Prefer they take their naps. <laughs> it is what it is. Brett, we'll talk soon. We out. See you.